Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girl Show. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Style Me Tactical. And I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are a lifestyle show meant to empower women to live confident, prepared, and self-reliant lives. We talk everything from our favorite beauty products to concealed carry firearms and everything in between. We bring guests on our show with compelling stories that will inspire and encourage you in your journey. Now, you can not only listen to the audio, part of the Concealed Carry Network on your favorite podcast streaming service, but you can also watch our show by going to OpsLens.com or downloading the OpsLens app. This episode is brought to you by StalmyTactical.com, a lifestyle website sharing concealed carry tips, outfits, and preparedness advice, and Alexo Athletica, the first active carry wear line on the market keeping women safe and stylish. Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Gun Girls. I'm Emily Valentine from Stalming Tactical. And I'm Amy Robbins of Alexa Athletica. While the vast public opinion would want you to believe that millennials and Gen Zers want nothing to do with firearms or supporting the Second Amendment, the statistics would say <laughs> otherwise. Something the mainstream media won't ever reveal. And not surprisingly, the fastest growing demographic of firearm ownership are young women. Meet fellow OpsLens media host of Always Right, Miss Erin Adair. Hey, Erin, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Erin, I need to know what lighting you're using right now <laughs> because you have a very beautiful glow. Do you have one of those diva lights, like the ring lights? I, I do have a big I'm ring so light nice. right here. I love it. It's very... Hey, OpsLens, can we make a note of that? A big, <laughs> We need a big ring light just like right in front of each of our faces. No, you look amazing. How are you? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. We're excited about your new show. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's yeah. I'm excited about it, too. I love it. You've been going out a few weeks, right? right? Yes. We, I have how many episodes now? I've done about maybe five or six. All right. I well, tell, us, tell us about it. I've got a few out. Tell us about your show. So every week, every Wednesday, my show premieres, and I just talk about different headlines that I feel like talking about throughout the week, stuff that I find important or I just want to share my opinion on. So um, I sit there and rant like I do on my Instagram page about my opinions. So this is a, I enjoy it a lot. This is a, um, it's, it's so funny. I mean, obviously we're in a different day and age since mm -hmm. I was in college and, you know, we didn't really talk about politics all that much, no, like yeah. growing up mm -hmm. by any means. And I, I find when you guys say like we were ranting about politics, I'm like, that does seem to kind of be the, the, the new wave of the pendulum swinging is ranting, but I'm glad yes. it's ranting for conservative values this time. <laughs> you know? yes. Something that, that you don't always hear a lot of times on mainstream media. But, so many people my age, especially. Yeah. They're on the other end. Well, I know. So you're being a voice of reason and I love it. And one thing that we love and appreciate, I love seeing, you know, I met you at the Turning Point Convention mm -hmm. back in December and found out that yes. you're a big Second Amendment supporter, a big firearm <laughs> advocate. How did you get into that? Has the Second Amendment always been something that's been important to you? Oh, for sure. I grew up in a household where we've always had guns. My dad is a veteran. And so I was just always around them and comfortable with them. and from a young age was taught gun safety. So to me, it was just a normal part of life. And then once I got old enough to, you know, really understand the value of the second amendment and guns, I really sort of got into it and started actually shooting guns myself. Awesome. I, th I think that that is so important though, to like, we have talked about this before, 
you know, about just as you get older, understanding mm-hmm. and kind of relearning what the Second Amendment means and what those amendments and what the Constitution actually is doing for our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. I think it's important, mm-hmm. especially for young people who who want to voice their opinion, who want to be able to talk to any people on these subjects, that, they, that you need to learn, you need to go back and learn. You need yep. to go back and read and you need to, to figure out where your values align with that before you start just going off and talking. Because I feel like nowadays, especially with social media, it's so easy for people to just for sure. press their button and start speaking about whatever they want without doing any kind of digging or getting that education. Yeah. Well, I I liked it too. And I mean, I had a very similar experience growing up with the way that I viewed firearms. My dad always, always had them, but it was always for, um, you know, when we saw them, it was for protection. It was for survival. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad's a big hunter and we always eat all the meat that he would bring home. And so when I saw the firearm, it was ingrained in me as a young girl because we learned about safety and responsibility, but that's what, that was a tool. It was a tool. Mm -hmm. It was used for very Mm -hmm. specific things. And so, you know, I I like hearing that you said that even as a young girl, that was something that was ingrained in you. And then as you got Mm -hmm. of age, you know, for Mm -hmm. to actually take a hold of your second amendment, do you have your concealed carry license? I do. I've had it. I turned 21 and November. And then I actually got it January or February. So I've had it for a couple months and have made use of it. That was why I was excited to turn 21. I don't drink, but I was like, I get to get my concealed carry. (laughs) A different mindset than most 21 year olds. Oh yeah. I wasn't thinking about that at 21. I wasn't either. What, so what, um, what's your carry pistol? I have a SIG P365. Yeah, girl. Yes. Everyone's great. It's a great concealed carry gun. Definitely. I love it. And I I see that um, you post numerous pictures wearing your Alexo leggings with the P365. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go throw that out there because I love that firearm. It fits very nicely in that holster. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. The leggings are great with it. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, do you, were you one of like your only friends that got your concealed carry license when you turned 21 or are you starting to see more girls your age actually starting to take a hold of this and do that? Um, I think where I live, you know, being from the South, I, you know, the culture here, it is more normal, I think, for girls to do that as opposed to a place like California or maybe, um, New York. But, um, of my friends, I think I'm the only one that actually has my concealed carry permit. I have, I have another friend who has a gun now, but she just doesn't have the carry license to carry it with her. Mm -hmm. But I mean, a good, a good bit of my friends I'd say are at least pretty comfortable with firearms and willing to, you know, try going to the range. Well, that's what we're seeing. I mean, the statistics are out there. We're, we're seeing stories all the time that they actually, this is a very fast growing, uh, Mm -hmm. market is, is this Mm -hmm. younger millennials generation that's growing up, taking a hold of their second amendment and actually wanting to make it very personal to them. And, you know, honestly, like you just said, not in California, not in New York, you know, California actually ties Texas for our number one state in sales for really? carry active. I know. And we get that response all the time. And it is, I mean, I think there's pockets that obviously it's very difficult mm-hmm, to get a concealed right. carry license within California, but California mm-hmm. as a whole actually has some, some pretty big areas where people do, I mean, still there's a lot of farmland. There's still a lot of places that mm-hmm. you can get your carry license and they have growing numbers mm-hmm. as well. It just is very difficult in some major air, major metropolitan areas that are very highly populated. And those are always the areas that you hear about. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I'm curious, Aaron, like, 
With your your group of, of friends now that like you've got your carry print and you carry and like you said your friend has also has their farm. Do you guys what do you guys talk about in terms of self protection and women, you know, being able to defend themselves? Because I'm curious, you know, like you turned twenty one and, and you wanted your permit and mm-hmm. as you said, not that's not the mindset of many twenty twenty one year olds. I mean, even, you know, at twenty one I wasn't the thought of my personal safety wasn't at the forefront of conversations you know or mm-hmm. in my head so I'm just curious like do you guys speak about that I think with I mean today a lot of people are using uber and stuff like that and you know five ten years ago even people were not going around in ubers and being you know traveling on their own so much um if people were going out you know just to hang out somebody would drive but now I think more people are traveling with strangers and putting them in Putting themselves in situations where um, they might be more vulnerable to somebody trying to take advantage of them. And I mean, I think it's definitely a more prominent conversation. I mean, I've had these conversations with my friends about, um, you know, just being accountable for yourself and mm-hmm. doing what it takes to uh, mm-hmm. not get yourself into situations that could be harmful to you, whether it has to do with guns or just making the right choices um, in order to be safe. I mean, what a crazy concept. We're literally hopping into cars with people that we know nothing about. And we're just freely letting them drive us around and take us places. And you know, you're right, you are seeing this. And then you you just heard about that story in the last few weeks about Mm -hmm. the girl who, well, she thought she was getting into her Uber and unfortunately did not get into her Uber car and got into another person's car and that ended very badly for her. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, even, I don't take Ubers unless I'm traveling. And that's the, that's the thing that I actually hate. I've actually started renting cars a whole lot more now because I, there's a lot of places that I travel I can't take my firearm with me. And, you know, unless I have a mace or my pepper blaster or something with me, I actually don't really feel super comfortable getting into cars with people that I don't I'm, know. I'm like the opposite. Living in downtown DC, I take I take Ubers more now because I carry because I can't carry on public transportation. Uh, but you have something but with you. Wow. Yes, mm-hmm. that is why I have something with me and I'm okay with taking Uber. But yeah. It's just, it's about being smart and you have to think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like that, just like putting that, that, concept into context of we're getting into cars with complete rangers yeah mm-hmm. like, and trusting them to take us to the destination that we've decided to put in you know our app mm-hmm. and like you've got you've got to have some kind of sense of of that before getting in and, and going on that journey with the stranger because if you're just going in blindly yeah you just do you get a lot of pushback on your campus when you start bringing up these things like you start bringing up the fact that you want to be responsible for your own safety or even taking a step further and letting people know that you actually have a license to carry what does the pushback look like on your campus well i i actually just did a research study at my school in regards to uh, how people feel about firearms and um a good portion, most of the people that I surveyed at least, um, had grown up with guns in their homes and had participated in firearm related activities. So I think most of them, um, are at least somewhat comfortable with the concept of firearms because of that. But the school I go to is really not very political, which I mean, there's pros and cons to that because I love talking about politics, but 
maybe it is kind of nice to not have to deal with protests and all of these things you see at like Berkeley. Um, but I mean, I've had conversations like that with people. Typically it's guys more if I'm being open about the fact that I have a gun because guys tend to want to have those conversations more. Uh Um, but I haven't really had any issues just because politics at my college, I mean, they're just really not brought up it's not yeah. a very political school but what so about from there's like a personal safety standpoint i mean you know when you're talking to girls about it are they open and receptive to it or do they just kind of roll their eyes and say it's not gonna it's not gonna happen to me i, I think some are receptive but others i've met a lot of girls who seem to have this fear of firearms and i actually did a speaking event at uga and was just saying um basically making the point that you know, sometimes there are consequences to your actions and that it's not society's job or your community as a whole to watch out for you. Um, if you want to be safe and avoid putting yourself into situations where you could be vulnerable or be harmed, that's on you. And um, so I, I stated something along those lines as a point I was making uh, when I was speaking and this one girl got up, said, take me off the email list and walked out of the room. And, you know, I don't think what I said was a controversial thing to say. I'm just saying, hey, you know, watch out for yourself. It's important to take your safety into your own hands. But me saying that, my boyfriend's building onto that made her upset and she left. I was going to say, did you ever find out from her what it, what part of that made her upset? No, I, what I assume is that she saw it as victim blaming because we were also talking about, you know, alcohol and going out to bars and just that there are sometimes circumstances you bring onto yourself that could lead to negative things happening to you. It wasn't me saying, you know, it's that person's fault. It was just me making the point that there are ways to reduce harm Mm -hmm. or reduce the chance of something like that happening to you. So I never saw her after that. I don't know where she went. I just assume based on other conversations I've had with people that that was what she was thinking was that I was victim blaming. You might need to make a change or do something different. And we know a lot of people don't want to have to do that. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. continue on, on to their lives and pretend like we live in this wonderful yep. society. And it's just, you're calling it. Exactly. Out. By the way, it's your responsibility to, be safe and to do what you need to do to figure out your situation. They don't want to do that. That's too, that's too much work. Yeah. It's never like we're mm-hmm. talking about, you know, we always share all these stories. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes people think that it is victim blaming when we say we want you to be prepared. We want you to be responsible for your own safety. But who else is going to do that if not you? Yeah, well, if because we can like, just... as you said, Aaron, it's not the community's responsibility. Right. It is, it is up to us. Mm-hmm. And at some mm-hmm. point, like, let's move past always blaming other people for mm-hmm. making, you know, like, stop, stop the victim blaming, yes. victim blaming mentality, right. you know. And mm-hmm. at some point, like, you just have to take responsibility mm-hmm. for yourself. And, you know, it, once you get over that then you have to be faced with the reality of, oh, now you have to actually do something yeah. with it. So, you know, they're, 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 we're always going to fight against mm-hmm. that mentality. That is always going to, that's going to be there. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, we just choose not to do that for ourselves. And we hope we can encourage and inspire other people 
to do the same thing. Like once they decide to get over blaming other people for <laughs> circumstances and truly taking responsibility for themselves, we're here to be a resource for them and to give them tools <laughs> and to give them um, what they need to be able to move forward from there. You know, we don't just want to say, hey, don't be a victim and then stop right there. We actually want to yeah, help them, help. help them take those first help steps. People we, know, we know it's confusing. I remember when I was trying to get into this whole world of firearms and I was terrified to go to the gun store because I didn't want to look stupid. I didn't know the mm -hmm. questions to ask. I didn't know what the heck I was looking at when I looked in the gun case. And the only thing that they so pointed me to is the small pink gun. Nothing against pink oh, guns. Uh -huh. they, they work just as well, but it just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I remember like how intimidating it was, but the second I started getting the education and the training is when it all clicked. And it was the most empowering thing I ever did in my life to actually learn how to use a tool that could potentially save my life. For sure. I think more people need to, need to want to educate themselves on what they don't know. Mm -hmm. And everyone is so scared and so uneducated on firearms that if you just even, you know, you took... 10 minutes out of your day to do some reading you will learn some basic facts and some basic things about a gun i mean if i feel like if you are interested in firearms and you have a friend that's into firearms just go ask them the questions go talk to them and say hey i'm curious you know mm -hmm. the one thing we've learned about the second amendment community is that we're also open and we're also willing to help because all we want to do is educate and yeah and broaden our message and i think just asking your friend a question and, and getting yeah. into that and even saying hey uh, I'm interested. Can you take me to the range? Just kind of show me how how this works. Well, we want to know that too. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, for for those of you who are listening to the show, you're watching it on a consistent basis. You know, if you want us to dive in deeper, sometimes we like to keep things high level. Yeah. We want to hear people's stories, but we also know that there's a lot of you who are wanting to listen, who mm -hmm. want to know very specific things, and you just got to let us know what that is. Right. We talk about the four uh, basic rules of safety when it comes to firearms. You know, maybe we need to put a list of yeah. that. We can put that together. On our website. Yeah. Those kinds of things. So, so let us know if you want to know maybe what at the top five firearms are for females uh, when it comes to concealed carry. Concealed carry holsters, you know, you've got a resource right here with yeah, Emily's I, blog. <laughs> I break down like all of that mm -hmm. stuff. I've got, you know, holsters every type of woman should own. I've got, you know, how you can conceal carry and, and not sacrifice your style. You know, I've got, you know, I just shared a post on, you know, eight Uber safety tips, like I'm got you covered on preparedness, yep. concealed carry, and also you really you know, do. And if it's ask, something that you yeah, need, and yes, and if it's something that you need, you know, with exercising and when it comes to like practical clothing for women, I figured that out on the exercising side because it was a need that I had. So our entire line, Alexa Authentica, is designed and designated to help women comfortably mm -hmm. conceal without having to sacrifice their fashion. So go check that out on alexoathletica.com. Everything that we do is yeah. awesome. It's for you guys, exactly. Help. Yep, exactly. So, Erin, let our audience know where to find you. What is your show on every night, or is it once a week? Where can we find you? So, my show with Ops Lens is on once a week, every Wednesday night at seven. And then I'm on Instagram. Uh, it goes by the same name. It's always right, but it's always dot right. It's confusing to explain. My show is always right, and then my page is always right. But when it's my Instagram page, it has always dot right. So you can find me on both of those places. And I'm constantly sharing my thoughts about what's going on with the news and with cultural stuff and society in general. So you can come find me. 
Awesome. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Thank you, Aaron, so much for uh, being on our show. And thank you guys for tuning in again. We hope that you love this new format because we truly do. I really it. do. Yeah. We love having a show. It, it was a lot easier, I got to say, when we were just on a podcast and we could do this in our pajamas and our hair in a, yeah, a big ponytail. Yeah, it just didn't matter what we looked yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're going to bust out our fancy shoes and finally get our, uh, well, I'll put, we, some, we I'll put some clothes on outside of workout clothes. We now. get to see each other now more. Exactly. It's always a benefit. So thanks so much for watching. You guys can uh, find us every week on OLTV. You can find me at stylemetactical.com and at stylemetactical on social media. You can find Amy at Alexo Athletica and at the Amy Robbins. Yep. And, uh, follow us at Not Your Average Gun Girls. Same time, same place, next week. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.